Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mr. Figs. And I'm Mr. Locke. And here we are with Fig and Locke Talk. It's uh, Sunday evening. Happy Father's Day to all those uh, dads out there. Yeah, um, dads out there doing their got to do, um, being a father figure to their son or daughter out there and being a great husband to mm-hmm. their wives. Even if the ones, if you're not married and you're taking care of your children, doing the damn thing, mm-hmm. I tip my hat to you. Or maybe you're taking someone care of someone else's child. Right? Yeah, ha- it happens. Maybe you're a stepdad or maybe, you know, you're just that unfortunate son of a gun who's... Who's stuck. stuck with some kid that doesn't even know his. Either way, happy Father's Day, you folks out there. All right, so we got a great show for you all tonight. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Um, we'll recap the weekend. Uh, we did some time over at Rudy's at the Inlet this, e- this weekend. I actually went back out to the block. Haven't been there in 10 years. Ooh. Oh, man, I got some stories to tell you from that. Oh, man. Um, Yorktown, you know, we went out in Yorktown this weekend, spent some time with the folks uh, to tell you some, some highlights from out there that might pique your interest in the peninsula. Something we really ever talk about the peninsula, really, because we really ever go over there ourselves. And, it's the peninsula. Yeah, but there's stuff over there, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of land opportunity. <laughs> Land opportunity at the peninsula, you know what I mean? It's well, just, we used to go to we used to go to Hampton we went, every now and then. Oh, our plant oh, and yeah, yeah. When it was McFadden's over there and mm-hmm. and this that. I mean, there, there's the Omni, there's a nightlife. When the Omni used to be, yeah. There's yeah. there's a nightlife over there. Yeah, so there's, there's stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we'll roll into some geek news. A lot of stuff dropped this week. Indiana Jones, 2019. <laughs> uh, Spider Man: Homecoming. The cast just continues to grow and grow. Yep. Amazing. Uh, some new uh, Marvel Netflix propositions that are in the rumor mill right yes, now. Yes, sir. Uh, E3. Probably the big gaming news for this week is going to come out of E3 and uh, what some of the stuff that we saw out there. Yeah. Superman is coming to your television again uh, on the ca- on Supergirl. He's been cast. And also, I'll give you kind of an update on uh, some on a new Civil War 2 that's coming out that's in the comic book that's going on in comics right now. Yeah, new issues came out, right? Yeah. So there's a new Civil War 2 in comics right now that's been that's really good, and I'll kind of catch up on that. But uh, other than that, let's just let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, stuff. man. Let's so the weekend, a beautiful weekend here in Virginia Beach, actually. It looked like it was going to be kind of cruddy. Started, started, Friday started off rainy, thunderstorms, and all kinds of garbage, but it cleared up by later that night, and then Saturday and Sunday were absolutely beautiful out there. Yeah, today for Father's Day, if you're a father and you own a grill, you're doing your grill an injustice oh, by man. not using it today. I swear. Uh, that, and that's a jab at me right now, folks. Because unfortunately, I have not to father. Do, I, well, that, but I got to do some get some lab work done tomorrow, so I'm fasting, so I could not grill outside in this beautiful evening. But I mean, it's like it, it's shame because I when I drove over here, I was hopefully getting that like hope of smell that mesquite, that barbecue <laughs> smell. The people firing their grills up is not true. Like I, I have no idea what people are doing around here. It, it's sad. Well, someone's grilling. I smelled charcoal earlier today, so I thought someone was like it, it should be happening everywhere. I, mean, I saw my downstairs neighbor. He had a little bit of chicken and some and some lobster tails on his little lobster oh, thing going. Yeah. I was like, watch out now, you know what I mean? But beyond that, eh, it's not a lot of grilling happening. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> All right, so. Start off the weekend at an old uh, favorite. This is a favorite of both of ours, and that's Rudy's on the Inlet. Oh, yes. Yeah, I went out there. It was so funny, too, because apparently that uh, Friday was the last day of school for a lot of you for uh, yes. Virginia Beach. Yes, it was. So guess who was rocking the bar on Friday night? Teachers. It was clearly teachers' night oh, baby. At, at Rudy's. Because I, I rolled up there. It's funny because I was, I was a little hesitant to go in because I didn't know how busy it was. It was like around 7 o'clock. 
And I'm, I talked to the one of the parking attendants. And I'm like, hey, man, how's, is it really busy in there? Or is there a room at the bar? He's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's good. It's a good crowd in there. He's like, there's like a bunch of teachers in there just wilding out after, after sending all these kids home from the last day of school. Fair enough. And, it, it, and you got to wonder, what, you know, were our teachers doing this? I'm sure our teachers were doing the same thing. Didn't, uh, <sighs> I think, didn't we run into a teacher once? We did. Actually, way back. The Neptune Parade. We re- ran into one of the teachers at C.P. Shucker's. Yeah. It used to be on Atlantic Avenue. Yeah. Because we rolled into the used to head. And we look over, and there he is, like, big old beer in his big hand. Big old beer, and it was like... <laughs> he was our English teacher. Yes. That's <laughs> how he got through his off. Like, whoa. And you have to remember, teachers are human beings, too. They have right. lives. That's right. You know, and we're kind of like, whoa. But we were so young back then. We're like, what? He's, he's, he's drinking beer. Say, what? Yep. You know, we were kind of throwing up on girls, it. doing the whole... Doing his yeah, thing. he was throwing some chick that was... I don't I don't know. He wasn't married. Uh, oh, he wasn't. He was the no. only single guy. You're right. And he was just doing his thing, and it was so funny to us. We were like, we're like oh, I guess teachers do have lives. He is a... <laughs> hero to all of us well it's funny because i had a teacher back in the day i found out and she knew you remember patty the manager at yeah uh, oh yeah so well, who can who cannot forget patty I, apparently it's funny so patty and this other t- this teacher i won't say names used to party it up at the heartbreak mm. quite a bit back in the oh, day oh man there was like a whole heartbreak click and oh, when man. i found that out i about died because heartbreak was the spot for you know for, you know for the it's up hip for 35 and ups that's right no, it's what is, it? That. is it still there? Nope. Don't go down that road. Is it still there though? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. Don't go down that road though. Because it became luxury brown. Don't go, <laughs> <laughs> don't go down that road. Um, no, but yeah, it's yeah. That was kind of the spot for the thirty-five and up. So yeah, not surprised. Yeah, not surprised. It not was, surprised at all. I, when I found that, though, I, I laughed my good ass. times. Um, any rate, so Rudy's. Uh, you know, I gotta admit, so I, I love Rudy's. Uh, usually, when I go there. I sit in the cabana, I had to do the rocking swing, but I, I was solo, so I just sat by the bar. At the bar, had some drinks. Uh, I gotta say, the dish I had was good, but I was a little disappointed in the size to price ratio. Hmm. So I ordered the seafood combo, which is the scallops. It's scallop, shrimp, half a lobster tail, and um, uh, lump crab meat. So I'm thinking that's gotta be a pretty decent sized platter, right? No, sir. Not very big at all. Like, the plate was maybe, like, I don't know, if I had put it a metric on it maybe eight to nine inches across and the and it the and separately because you had your mixed green or mixed vegetables and then there was another like bowl on the plate and in it there was like two scallops three shrimp maybe like a scoop of crab meat and then this really small half lobster tail how much was that 30 bucks Oh, whoa. Yeah. I, so I was pretty heartbroken when I, when I left there. I mean, again, uh, it, the meal was good. And it was it was prepared very well. But I kind of felt like for the money I spent, the portions should have been a little bigger. Oh, yeah. Definitely. $30? Yeah. No steak in there? For scallops. Scallops. Two scallops. Actually, it was like four shrimp. Four shrimp, a scoop of lump crab meat, and half a lobster tail. I can only imagine that the thirty, the mark, the lobster trail market price is what makes that dish so expensive. Yeah, that'd have to be it. I mean, I, I, I can say I've been, I've been the Rudy's, ate at Rudy's twice, I guess, and I've enjoyed the food there. So I've yet to run across a bad situation. Well, the, it wasn't that it was, it didn't taste bad. It was right. It was just was good. It was just the price. Of yeah. thirty dollars for that is not kosh. Yeah. So I was a little, but other than that, I mean, the, you know, the atmosphere was great. You know, like I said, the teachers were out there partying it up and. Uh, you know the, uh, the it was a great evening to be uh, sitting outside and you know having some drinks. But 
So anyway, so then after that, I got up with International D Man. You know, it's fun. Yeah, haven't heard from him in a while. So you know, he was he had just gotten off, and we actually made our way down to the oceanfront. And I did something I haven't done in ten years. I went to the block, and I, not only did I just walk to the block, I actually drank at a bar called The Block on The Block. <laughs> so The Block used to be Chico's? No, Chicho's. Chicho's? Not Chicho's. It used to be Hammerheads. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's next to Chemistry that used to be created Charlie's. Right. Continue. Yeah. Which I, w- I don't understand why we had to change all these names because it's, now it's... Different owners. I guess. Different yeah. owners, different visions. So I uh, did The Block, and I got to say, you know, aside from the names... There's nothing is nothing has changed about the block. It's still a um, really small venue with a you know with a shady bathroom in the back. Uh, the music, aside from the fact that I didn't recognize any of the music being played, uh, <laughs> uh, the I mean it's it's still the same um, you know uh, bottom shelf you know drinks uh, and you know limited beer menus that uh, to like you know Bud Lights and Coronas and things of that nature. But I was I was surprised to see that absolutely nothing has changed about that place aside from the name. And I mean, some I, new LED lights. <laughs> one thing I realize is that when as I get older, I don't trust any bars that if I go in the bathroom and they don't have a mirror in there. Oh yeah. If they have they have a mirror in there, that means I don't trust this bar. Well, it's funny they did add one. They did one add one new addition, and that was they put a cornhole. Uh, a, cor- a cornhole setup in the middle of the bar, which, by the way, the bar is not big to begin with, so and it's like right in front of the DJ stand. So I don't I didn't miss the purpose in that, but uh, but there was a lively crowd out out that night. Um, you know, all the uh, young Virginia Beach twenty you know twenty one twenty two year olds were out and about doing their thing, and you know I can't hate on them because we did the same thing we were when we were that age. Oh yeah, yep. I mean. We actually, you had that hookup, the waitress that you knew. Oh, yes. So we'd go get in there like, what, uh, half price drinks? Half price? Maybe even less than that. Less than that. I mean, I, I, had the, I had a hookup where like she, like her boyfriend was a DJ on a radio, a radio station at the time, and she would come to my restaurant I was working at, and I'd pretty much pay for their food. Mm-hmm. And I'd say they would eat for free, and then, well, if I went down there, whatever I wanted to drink liquor-wise, it was free. Yeah, that's right. Because they just wrote it off, oh, so right, we right. just got tore off. I mean, I, man, I mean, I spent at least I drink at least a hundred dollars. We drink at least a hundred dollars worth of liquor. Crazy Charlie's was like our, our second home, man. Yeah, those nights. But I mean, it was different. It's a different time, though. I mean, nowadays it's a different time. It's just I don't understand. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, we're older now, so it's we're looking at this like hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Yeah. But I think back in the day, like we said, the clubbing lifestyle back then was a little different. Nowadays, there's so little options now. Yeah, yeah. That it's like, well, you have to go to these places and these places you have. So those places don't have to up their quality. So since they could just stay where the they are, because if where's your competition? Yeah, it's true. There is none. If really there's no competition, yeah. then you just stay who you are and you just keep it cheap. And, you know and what I'm mean? pretty sure that all those. I wouldn't be surprised if all those little bars right there in the block are owned by the same guy. I want to believe so because I mean. Like it's not like they're like you, there's no competition between amongst those bars, nope. right? They're all offering the same exact thing. They use the same it's security the same service, exact, and, and it's the same exact atmosphere in each one. And that's why I don't understand why they just don't knock down all the walls and just build one ginormous bar. Because then you'd get rid, you lose the jobs of all these other bartenders because you can't have these all these mini bars. If you broke down all the walls there, you probably go down to three bars only instead of four. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, you you would create a dance floor, which would be nice to have on the beachfront. Yeah. yeah. 
But, I mean, same sense, I doubt they would do it because it's called renovation, the close down, lose money. It'd be something to do during the wearing time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But would they do that? Probably never. And yeah. it's it's what it is. I mean, the Edge forever always known as a place where I think it would be the busiest place at the block. Yeah. And But I think it had the most expensive drinks. Yeah. Um, it was always the Krampus as well. It was crampy. Yeah, It was yeah. very crampy in there. Um, well, they all are. Hammerheads. Is it still Hammerheads? It's, yeah, you know what? I will say about Hammerheads, though, they added something. They added to where you the now you can sit and – remember how it used to, that used to be that, 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 that big glass window? They got rid of that. Now you can actually sit and kind of enjoy people the breeze watch. and people watch. So that was kind of a nice addition. So we sat out there and just like, you know, had a beer and a cocktail and just you know chilled for a little bit. You know what I mean? And um, I saw that Cray Charlie's, a.k.a. better known as um, Chemistry Now. Now known as Chemistry. Right. Yeah. I mean, they changed the door. The door is different now. Like, a double-sided door that yeah, comes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So, it got a lot more air move Chemistry, flow. actually, looking inside there, it looks like they actually did a decent renovation in there. It looks a little more... It doesn't look as seedy as the others. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... I don't know. It, it's something else. It's... The block itself gets a bad reputation. And, sadly, you have to blame the people. Sure. It's not the bars. It's the people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The people come down there, and they're... Acting a fool, mm-hmm. the cops watch that area like hawks to make sure stuff doesn't go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why can't everybody just have a good time, drink, and go home? I was actually surprised. It was actually pretty chill. Like, was now, it? granted, we were in there at like ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. <laughs> oh, right. So, I mean, the you know people hadn't had enough drinks in their system. Ten yet. o'clock, man. People ain't really got out yet, yeah, man. Exactly. The hot girl ain't oh, showed up yet. Check this out, that guy. So, this is funny. So, uh, International D-Man was a little hungry, so we rolled over to, was it Bella Pizza, which is right there next to um, uh, Chemistry, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It is Bella Pizza, right? There's, I think so. Yeah. So, we went in there, and uh, so he can get a slice of pizza, and then we, right after us rolled in, like, these three train wrecks, and for lack of a better term, they're pimp. <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> And, Call females train wrecks. <laughs> so, like, so they roll in, and uh, they like this one girl. She's it's like ten thirty, and she's already like hammered. So this other guy walks in. This these two gentlemen. They're, they look like they're in the military. They're dressed very nice, and they're ordering their pizza. And she comes over, and she immediately starts accosting them. Right, like not costing them, but she's like running her mouth, whatever. Not even angry. She's just like being. She's trying to be flirty, I guess. But these guys were totally not into her at all. Uh, so, uh, and it wasn't necessarily that she was necessarily unattractive either. She just was a mess. So that makes you unattractive. Yeah, that's true. So, at any rate, so uh, they get their pizza. They sit down, and this girl—I don't know if she didn't have any money on her or what the case—but for some reason, she didn't go buy her own slice of pizza and decided to be cute and see if she can get the guy to let her have his pizza. What? Yes. So she sits down in this guy's booth. Me and International D Man, we're watching this whole thing unfold. And she sits down in the booth next to him, trying to be all cute, like rub up against him and stuff, and like whisper in his ear, try to get, and try to get him to give her his pizza. And he's just like doing his best to keep. It. First off, her breath must be hot as all heck right now. Hot garbage, because she is drunk as all heck. Even like and like, so and all I can think of myself is, do you want herpes with your pizza? Because oh. that's the way. <laughs> so cold. So. She's over, so she's over there, all over this guy while he's trying to eat, like eat his pizza. Finally, she gets like, and then her friend, who's looks like she's she's girlfriend with the guy that they're with, mm-hmm. and she's kind of egging her on, like, and kind of encouraging her. Finally, she drags her away, and oh, before, but before she gets the girl off the, away from the table, she has to lay down in the middle of the table 
like uh, by the way, I think I heard them mention they were possibly strippers at what used to be Neptune's. It's not Neptune's anymore. No, I think it's got a different name now. Jesus Christ! But at any rate, they, so it I'm was, off the loop. <laughs> oh, man. So, but and the only reason I want to caveat, the only reason I know that is having to drive down London London Road. The other That's day. what he says. Continue. So at any rate, so the uh, so finally she left them alone, and uh, they got the guys were able to finish their, their pizza in peace. So after that, International DM Man and I went to Lunacy, which by the way is definitely a, still a good, it's still a fun spot. They had like a whole, they had that whole sand pit in the back where they're all doing cornhole. They've got more boat bars open now. Uh, the DJ was playing stuff that I would, I didn't recognize. It sounded it was some, it was house music, which is not really my thing. But a lot of people there, and we ran into those two guys again. And they were at the because we were at the bar having a beer, and they rolled up, and they were, so I was like, "Hey man, so what was up with that that chick, man?" She's like, "Dude, she wanted my pizza so bad." And I I just tried telling her like, "Just go get your own. It's like a dollar a slice. Like, what's the deal?" And like, he was like, "Her breath was so bad." Oh no, like, she was so. Like, it was just I, I felt so sorry for the guy. We had a good laugh about it, though. But that, ladies and gentlemen, sums up your experience on the block. Which, by the way, this all unfolded only by like eleven o'clock. <laughs> But that's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's a, that's a good. That's a typical local VA experience. <laughs> if you're going to vacation in Virginia Beach, you have to have this experience. It's apparently. a typical local VA experience. You'll you occasionally get some good. You'll get to see our shitty light life that we have on the block. Then you can meet some of the locals, tramps. You know, <laughs> then you sum it all up by going to one of our nice. Okay, nightclubs that plays music you might not think because the DJ's playing like house music, so it's all a bunch of oomps, 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 yeah, yeah. Oomps, and he's got to just roll with it. I mean, it's all right. That's, well, a, what, that's what, a VA experience. I guess that's what the kids listen to these days. Like, it's just house music. You can't go wrong with just house music. Yeah, house yeah. music is like universal. It's not like a kid thing. Like it's just you listen to it. You know, what I mean, it's not just. Mm. It's all right. It's more. It's just beats. Yeah, yeah. it's all it sounds and beats. I, mean, I don't hate house and flashing music. lights. It's just it's not for me. I guess I don't and know. flashing lights. You know, just keep moving it. It's I, all right. I guess, I, I guess you know. Shame on me. I like lyrics. So well, no, that's not true. <laughs> what is your new thing that you're into? I do like house chop. How? What do you say again? Chop chop or whatever it's called. Chop chop. So he he likes house music that's tropical. <laughs> Shut your mouth. So his, yeah. his house music has to be somewhat has a Miami flair to I, it, and he'll dig it. It just can't be like that straight you know gritty New York, Chicago, L.A. sound. Oh no, it has to be that southern tropical. That little little beats, yeah, little drums. Little, yeah, like a female in the background, with a little heavenly voice giving a little back overtones. That's what he's into. You know what though? I feel like I've been brainwashed because I've been hit by from two sides on this. My wife got into it first. And then with uh, Kygo, I guess he's a really popular chop chop yes. guy. And then I know who he the is. guys, the young guys at work. So I run, I work with a lot of young guys who are in their twenties, and they play it in the office all the time. So I, I feel like there was no escaping it, you know. So now I'm sitting, I'm like, you fell into it. Yeah, like you that, fell into what, it. You're blaming them. Cheerleader, you know, like, you know, oh that, man, I, I, that's I, I, no. I fell into it, man. No. Like, I've, I've been brainwashed now. So yes, I admit I do like chop chop. So I mean, there it is. So there it is. So yeah, let's not pretend like that's for the young guys. No, no, no. He fell into it. He just tried to play coy. Nice try. Nice try. You know what I mean? Though I realized as I've been listening to this stuff, though, I feel like when I listen to it, I'm in some trendy oxygen bar down in Miami. <laughs> An oxygen bar, man, God, they don't have those anymore. They do. For they real, do. oxygen bar still exists. I've seen a few in Vegas; are very popular. All right, I'm not saying oxygen. I haven't seen oxygen bar in forever. Everything's like a, everything's a hookah really, lounge. Everything's like vape lounges now. Yeah, they're very big in places like um, 
up in Aspen and stuff because the altitude is so high. Fair. Because in Arizona, of auction, people come down okay. from the mountain and we'll hook I can up see to that. the auction. Yeah, yeah. auction. I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Get some flavor. Down, down here, when you're, when you're at sea level and there's plenty of oxygen to uh, breathe. They passed around. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to feed yourself with CO2 with them vape, them vape lounges we got around here. That's the new hot shit now, vaping. Yeah. But, um, we won't get into that. We won't go down that road. Anyway, that's, that's a podcast's own right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So, but, you know, all in all, it was still fun. I had a good time. We had a good time when we were out. We caught an Uber back um, at the end of the night. Uh, not that we were, not that we were even remotely drunk in any way whatsoever. We only had a few beers, and but it was it was a good time. You know, reconnected my roots a little bit and got back to, you know, try to I tried to be the twenty one year old guy that I used to be. That ain't happening. I was ready. To, I was ready to leave by eleven thirty. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, you have to be in a mood for it. I mean, yeah. I guess you're, when you're younger, you're, your engine revs, revs higher because you're like, I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt. I'm on yeah, the hunt. And true. you know, when you're you're not on the hunt anymore, man, you're yeah. just you're just the lion. Well, you're lying. Look at the Cubs play. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, look, I've been there living paycheck to paycheck. I've been there, like wondering, hey, you know, who can I take home tonight? Hey, wondering, hey, I'm gonna stay up to three o'clock and then wake up at five o'clock to go yeah. to work. Ba- batting, batting cleanup at one thirty, you know, hoping God that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, this girl's angry. Maybe I can swing in there. Hey, these two girls look like they had a fun time. Let me jump on that train. I mean, we've all been there, but yeah. now, when you're lying, looking at the Cubs, man. You don't want to play with them anymore, it's, man. It's, you look yeah. for a bigger game. It's a different perspective. I'll tell it's you that. But even even uh, at the, like, we're sitting there talking to international team, man, we're saying, you know, we need to find a place where there's people our age in their thirties. So we're like, catch thirty one. Yeah, that's probably. But we didn't even make it there, though. You didn't we, make the catch. No, we were like, I was like, you know, I'm tired. Let's just call it a night. Yeah, catch is definitely probably be the that'd be the crowd right there. Catch thirty one's yeah. funny. Because yeah. catch thirty one, every time we come there, we see somebody wearing a strange outfit. Straight outfit. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will, like the problem is when you get too old. You don't. You fall into that. I don't give a fuck mode. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. start dressing like any way you want to. Remember one time we dressed there and we were there and a guy was wearing a suit. Where it was like light blue, with like snakeskin oh, shoes. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? And he was really awkward. He sit there quietly. He wasn't drinking anything. He was standing there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you just sitting here taking in the atmosphere? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not the place. <laughs> I mean, it's not the place, man. It's not the place. But if you want to, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's welcome to Virginia Beach. Um, if you're older, head towards the past the block. Go down to like other bars. Go to yeah. Waterman's. Go to Mima's. Yeah, Loggerheads. Go to Loggerheads. Yeah, thirty-one. Two togs. Two, to- two togs. Yeah, there's yeah. there's other places to drink where it's an older crowd. But the block. I mean, if you're young, yeah, that's fun. And Peabody's. Thank God, y'all yeah, yeah. go in there. Don't go in there. No, I, even I have some self-respect. Well, the only reason, actually, the only reason I even went into the block is because I had to pee really, really bad. Hmm. And I was like, well, okay. I'm in here. I might as well get a beer while I'm here. So I was like, so we did. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm back in the day. Like, I would say, though, one thing got the block is uh, if you get there before nightlife happens, you go there during, they have really good happy hours. They do. And, and and with the addition of, like, these people-watching posts, that's what I call it, uh, The you know, it's it makes, it's a nice way to spend, like, the early evening. Afternoon, yeah. I see cars pass by, people walking by. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I think the happy hour prices on drinks are awesome, too. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I used to get tanked about four like six mm-hmm. so it's been pretty cool all right so real briefly i just want to touch on, touch on one thing oh by the way if you didn't know it was a virginia beach art show this weekend that's usually a big uh a big attraction it was a fest a it was an art show and beer they had a beer garden did they have a beer garden out there too was that yeah. it was that down at neptune park yeah oh man that would have been so i didn't see that didn't they had a that. beer garden this weekend too um but i want to discuss real just real quick i don't want to discuss just letting you all know if you're looking for other beaches outside of the oceanfront outside of chicks beach uh I'm going to say Yorktown actually has a really nice beach on the York River. 
and I was surprised how many people were out there. Like they've got there like, was a lot or wasn't there was there was a okay. lot like I mean a lot of people right. out there it wasn't I mean it wasn't overly crowded where you couldn't get a spot but I mean it was like if you want to avoid the oceanfront traffic maybe you're someone who's coming down from the peninsula or you live in Newport News Hampton or you just want to try something different for an afternoon go up to Yorktown check out the Yorktown beach up there they got a lot of small little pubs and restaurants that are out there which are really nice they've even got you can actually. Take a, what we did is we actually caught a sailing ship out there, and you can go do sailing on the on the water for a little while. But yeah, the York, Yorktown Beach is fant- is just beautiful, uh, and it's surprising there are a lot of folks out there. So check it out. I mean, if you're looking for something different, you know, by all means, that's that's a good place to be. Uh, but let's roll into really quickly into some geek news. Uh, a lot of stuff news broke this week um, regarding. Uh, movies and Netflix and E3 was huge, a huge part of what broke this week. So let's start off with news regarding some movie news. So right. Steven Spielberg came out and said, Indiana Jones is happening July 2019. Uh, spoiler, he is not going to, they're not going to kill off Indiana Jones, which I think you and I had talked about this earlier yeah. in the year that we thought the only reason Harrison Ford was coming back is so he could kill, kill off, off all his main yeah, characters. Kill off his characters. Yeah, that was going to be the thing. <laughs> He's silently on a mission to kill off his main character, so his movie career end on a good note that, hey, there's no recasting. His character's dead. Yeah. You have to do a reboot. Yep. So, but apparently, uh, he's going to continue on. And I think you were telling me before the show, he's going to be 77 years old. When that movie comes out in 2019, he will be 77 years old. That's insane. That's so insane. Like... I mean, my understanding, he still does a lot of stunts too at his age. Like, yeah. He broke a hip in um, Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. He broke a hip. Yeah. And, and you watched the movie. The, and that was before the plane accident. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you watched it, like, wait a minute, dude. You're. What? And, like, you, you, in Force Awakens, like he did a lot of stunts in the first place in that yeah. movie, let alone. I mean, how dynamic so. can that movie really be? Because, like,. You know, you think about on the, the classic indie trilogy. I mean, he was like, you know, hanging from tanks. Yes. Freaking, uh, you know, hanging from like, he's rope in, bridges. He's in, he's in fist fights. He's like, he's going real in. physical. How physical can 77-year-old Harrison Ford be in Indiana Jones And like 6? I said, my idea was the idea that you do Indiana Jones 6 and you have him play the part of Sean Connery does. Which, by but, the way, Sean Connery's still alive. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I know, right? He's still alive. Who'd have thought that, right? And, like... You have him play the role of Sean Connery in the movie with his son, recast his son, recast yeah, it, yeah. and this with some nice young upstart, not even a young upstart guy. It could be like some mid-range guy and make it work. Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to do that, you got to, I would forward, I would forward, fast forward a little bit so that his son is in his 30s, which makes it more easy right. for you to recast the role of Mutt, which was his name from the, that movie, remember? So would his, so would you think a good character for his son would probably be like the guy who plays, uh, was it McAvoy? Oh yeah, absolutely. James Mac- McAvoy, he'd be a fantastic. I was uh, thinking about. I was thinking about that for a while. I was like, yeah, he'd be a great Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or even like, I still think my boy, like uh, Carl Urban, would be a good choice. Carl would be good. Actually, I think if they were for a long time, they were talking about re- like doing like a young Indiana Jones thing, you know, recasting that. I think Carl Urban would, Urban would be a great choice because I'll be honest, everyone, I know everyone wants to see Chris Pratt, but the, Chris Pratt can't own. Every he's a little franchise. too big. He's a little too big. Yeah. I think he's too bulky for it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, another good choice too. The guy that played. Um, the Winter Soldier, uh, Sebastian Stan, I think is his name. I need to see a little more. So I need to see a little more from him. Yeah, I feel confident about him. But but uh, uh, at any rate, I mean, I think I think that well, one thing I'd love to see from the new Indiana Jones movies is something very similar, not necessarily the same, but just the tone tonally of Discovery. Un- yeah, or like Uncharted. 
Yeah. Like, telling so, a, so, somehow... Discovery, you know like, what I mean? They're so, discovering something. Yeah, Sony knocked out of the ballpark the adventure... The, the adventure... Uh, genre, if you will. And, and what's been... And even made it relevant to today. Like, you know, we haven't seen... It's funny, like, whenever we see... Think of, like, adventure movies, like The Mummy or Indiana Jones, they all take place in the 1930s, 1940s, right? Yeah. They've done this event successfully in modern like in modern times why have we not seen modern adventure tales into like today because you figure that everything that's out there has already been discovered that's not true i know it's not true i know it's not true but the desert is huge i know but it's just that's the idea that's what that's the mind of like they're, they're, the high ups, they think that everything's been discovered. There are ruins. We can't do El Dorado. There's ruins in the Middle East being destroyed every day by ISIS. So, I mean, Fair enough. There, there's plenty of adventure stories still to be told. Atlantis you know, yeah. still hasn't been discovered yet. Atlantis is still there, but I mean, they have to go underwater, and that's that's a whole other world. And I think I think Marvel, DC's going to do that. DC's going to do that. <laughs> Leave that for Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman's doing, Aquaman's doing Atlantis, so I mean, let's that, leave that alone. I would just like to see the new Indiana Jones movie have be tonally very similar to Uncharted, where like they discover something new, it's fun, it's fresh. Like like you said, like recast his son so that, now, that he can carry on the torch, right? Because let's be honest, Harrison Ford can't do Indiana Jones 7. No. It ain't going to happen. Because if this movie's successful, the franchise is going to have to be carried on Correct. somehow. It will have to be. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney, you know, they own Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm owns Indiana Jones, so it's Sadly. like, it's one of those things where like, hey, there's money, there's money in it, it's going to keep going. They've, I mean, they've already said Star Wars, they're going to make it as many Star Wars as they can. They're going to milk the fran- Star Wars franchise till it's dead. Exactly. They'll make four bad Star Wars movies before they even like before they even decide on even start voting on making it. Like, well, I'm saying, but it, it, if it makes money, like. They're making. I mean, there's another Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming out. Oh. So I mean, it's a. Uh, That's the like worst say, news I've ever heard all I day. Just, if they could, if they could, if they could find a way to make this new Indiana Jones movie totally like the Uncharted games, it'll be a huge success. Yeah, because those games are absolutely perfect in every way. Like they always, every time they come out, they're a ten out of ten rated every single time. They didn't ten out of ten because Naughty Dog does a really good job of. Putting a good story together. Oh yeah, the story in this latest game is amazing. And their graphics—they take their time in making sure that everything looks correct, dude. I would literally take a pause just to watch, like, look at the landscapes. This, I, mean, I would just so stop that's, and like just. That's that's another right, and you, you have to understand that. Like Naughty Dog took how many years to make that game? Oh yeah, a lot. So I mean, you're talking about like they they there are certain there's a certain pride that they put in their product, yeah. and and sadly in the. Not many directors have that. Yeah, a lot well, of directors, Some directors are really good at their craft. Yeah, they could do their scene one time and it's good. Film it, print it, good. And some directors are like, do it again. Yeah, do yeah. it again. Do it again. And like we're talking about, like who are the best directors out now? And the di- best directors out now are being used over and over and over of and course, over now because they have. They just like JJ. What JJ Abrams did with Star Wars. I mean, he took it back to its roots, man. Like, but JJ Abrams is. Captain Spaceship, though he's he yeah. does Star Wars, he's a Star Trek well, too. Yeah, well, it yeah. looks great, but I think uh, Steven Spielberg, he's had for the most part, he's a he's a fantastic director. Everyone yes. will agree with that. He's had a few missteps. Yes. Indiana Jones Four is one of those is terrible. One, is one of those missteps. Really bad. Um, but I think. But it, I mean, I think filmography isn't bad. It's the story itself. Yeah, I don't. I, when Who I look, wrote when it? When I look at Indiana Jones, it's. It's very visually, it's still visually a really impressive film. The story just suffers, and it's, it, it, 
it used too much green screen. Right. In my opinion, a movie like Indiana Jones should not be, be natural. It, it should be organic. Be in the rainforest. Right. It should be or make it or simulate a forest situation. Yeah. Or go back to stu- the, 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 stu- the, the sound studio and build the actual set. Right. You know, get because those because you want a movie like that, you need tangibility. Some of the you best, know? some of the best scenes in some history, like talk, through talking to this podcast and whatever, I have strengthened my new like menu my movie knowledge itself and seeing what makes great films and some of the best films and best scenes are like done by like real props yeah. not green screen stuff you know what i mean some of the jurassic park the original jurassic park yeah. some of the best scenes were created by like a real the real like raptors were made like yeah. raptors were made well, they, and like t-rex they made a model t-rex to, like to go through the stuff yeah, because at the time it, what's interesting about you mentioned jurassic park steven spielberg again one of his great one of his best films right he knew that like he, he found a way to blend animatronics and cgi so you could to make a complete film because the t-rex they only could build the head because you know but right and the rest of the body is cgi yeah but they zoom in on they show the close-up on the head and stuff like that and man that is that is chilling stuff one thing that's interesting one of the things they actually battled with when they made that movie was do we do stop motion photography because remember back in the 80s everything was stop motion you had a little clay figure you moved it yeah picture and stop motion is tough but even but it's even still even the best stop motion it still looks pretty good Good. even still it could look cheesy though yeah it's like this is going to take people out of the movie yeah we want to make this real we need to and that's when CGI was even really earlier Steven Spielberg off. with Jaws, oh like yeah. Jaws itself to suspense. You know what I mean? Like getting you in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Jaws, the the shark itself looked kind of meh, but the suspense. You know what I mean? Like he's a good director, man. Yeah. But I think the movie itself was written bad. Yeah. I I am like either I'm blaming writers or I'm blaming directors. And like in this last the last Indiana Jones movie, I blame the writers. Well, actually, you know, so actually, I don't necessarily blame the writers. I blame. I blame. Uh, I blame. I blame George Lucas because that script oh, he's went too through, easy. Well, a martyr. The problem is the script went through three revisions because of him. Aww. So how do you like? I think and now they don't have to battle that. I think it'll be a much better product. Fair. At the same time, I really like. I think getting back to real sets, real locations, will make the movie that much better. Because I'll tell you right now, what made Raiders of the Lost Ark, in my opinion, like really pop in that first scene, is seeing a ginormous boulder, like chasing after our hero everything was great every every you could say every indiana jones movie had really good scenes yeah. like in like you there's memorable scenes i remember the original raiders lost arc was it the fight with the with the plane spinning around yeah and again all, but, how cool is that and it's all real that was and you, cool like, and you feel like you feel the stakes because that boulder is a real object like you can i can physically touch it Whereas you can know if they, today they probably would have used a green screen or CGI. Right. They definitely like, would. That boulder's not real. So I know yeah. there's, no, there's no stakes here. You know what I mean? You're talking about movies like Mad Max. The new Mad Max movies came out. All real stunts. There's a lot of real stunts. There was some CGI in there. You could tell. But the scenes is really bad, though. The scenes that you could tell they're CGI, they stand out like a sore thumb yeah. with the, the, the lightning storm. There's that one yeah, car that yeah, flipped. Yeah. And you could tell. But then everything else, the explosions and people jumping. And you're like Dudes on poles. Poles spinning around. and that. cars. I mean, even like the movie was directed so well that when you saw something that didn't seem natural, it stuck out like a thumb. Like when Mad Max swung over, you could tell it was a wire. It was like a wire holding him. You could tell. You know, I mean, it stuck out, but beyond that, everything else looks so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just go. Directors need to simplify things. And I think that's. I think that is why the, the Marvel Avenger movie did so well. Yeah, yeah. Because the Marvel Avenger movie simplified things instead of saying all oh, this green screen stuff. Yeah. Let's get back to organic. 
fist fight, hand in hand combats. That movie had more hand in hand combats than I can remember in any Marvel film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Way beyond the whole Captain America Iron Man stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You at the very beginning when he's firing that one dude's uh, sc- sc- uh, crossbones. Yeah, yeah. He's firing yeah. crossbones, hand in hand combat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's everything was well, hand in combat. Um, Captain plus- America's fighting people. I mean, his shield was fake, throwing it around. But beyond that, the hand in hand combat, fighting people, that was legit. Well, no, yeah, but like on top of it though, they were on actual locations, right? They're, Making it like, happen. They're in an actual location. They're actually, you know, you, you feel like they're in, you're in a real place, right? Whereas, you know, uh, movies that you rely on a lot of green screen, which I hate to beat up on Batman v Superman again, a lot of the environments are green screen CGI. You can't which, reenact. You can't. You, but see, in the same sense with that movie, I mean, in some scenes, like, the better, the best scenes in that movie were non-green screen movies. We saw Batman fight all those 20 guys. Those were yes, green screen. It was done in a exactly. warehouse, yep. and they were getting it in. And, I mean, matter of fact, the Batman versus Superman fight inside the building was inside of a building. That mm-hmm. looked good. And, I mean, when you saw them fight against Doomsday, and all these explosions were happening around them, and, like, neat. It was, like, explosions happening for no reason yeah. happening around it them. Was, it was just and very, it was just happening. It, a lot was happening. Yeah. And the environment was extremely generic, too, on top of it. Like, I mean, it's just, like, rubble on top of rubble on top of rubble. And you just knew... Like, Explosions, yeah, and you're like, yeah. all right, that's what we got. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah. And that, and that proves my point even more. Like, sometimes the, the more organic you get with it, the better. I think I think that's why when Suicide Squad comes out in two, yeah. a month and a half, it's going to be really good. Because based off what I'm seeing, it's everything's very organic. It yeah. looks like this is <laughs> happening. You're seeing Will Smith do his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Margaret Roby doing her own stunts. Yep. It's it's gonna be really good, and it, Hollywood just go back to it. Yeah, go back. Well, continue our continue our discussion on Hollywood news. So, Spider Man Homecoming. Yes. The, I mean, more casting news there. First and foremost, break down that staff. Break down the casting right now. Well, give it give it us to it because I know right. Michael Keane's aboard. Yeah, Michael Keane. All right. On board. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s aboard. Yeah, he's coming on his Iron Man. Marissa Tomei's aboard. Yep. Sexy. You know what I mean? Boom. The, the new guy just came on too. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald. Glover Glover is the voice of the Spider-Man on the animated series. Oh, is it really? Yes, he does. Oh, I you know what I mean? That. A lot of people were like, there was like a little internet thing where they're talking about maybe like, hey, Donald Glover should be the new Spider-Man. But when they were deciding on who to be the new yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. which would be like mind-blowing if I, if I if that happened. I'm like, oh my God, Donald Glover is Spider-Man? Because that would totally match the wittiness yep. and everything else that he has. Um, he has a show coming out on FX coming this fall. Really? What, what, what show is that? Uh, it's going to be called At- Atlanta. It's going to be from the same kind of elk of like... Um, Empire, you know, what I mean, little hip hop shows, but it's gonna be FX, which is means gonna be automatically great. But I mean, you know, I mean, Donald Glover is gonna be on there. His role in that movie is very still undetermined, mm-hmm. but so, you know, it's 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 going to be great. You know, what I mean, Spider Man Homecoming itself. You know, if you know me, I'm one of the biggest like I, I'm I'm totally against things about like Spider Man because right. Spider Man has hurt me too much in the past. So this is what, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so this is what we know right now. So Rob Downey Jr. obviously is on as Iron Man, which makes sense because he introduced the character in Civil War. Yes. Tom Holland is our Peter Parker Spider Man. Martin Starr, they don't really they haven't announced what his character is. Marissa Tomei, Aunt May, Don Glover. Which, by the way, a lot of people are speculating right now that he might end up being uh, Miles Morales. But right. that doesn't make sense to me because if you're, in the comics, Miles, Miles Morales, Morales is younger. Is, yeah. Yes, is younger than Peter Parker. Peter Parker at that point is an adult, a CEO of a major corporation, and Miles Morales is a student in college. So you you essentially have two kids playing Spider Man simultaneously. So. It'd be interesting though, because it'd be it'd be like if anything, it'd be a nod. It'd be like a nod to the fans who love him, but 
Sony doesn't want to have a black Spider-Man. I get it. Mm. America. But, <laughs> you know, the idea that, hey, Don Glover, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Uh, Michael Keaton. So right now they got him down here as playing Vulture. I didn't know that was confirmed yet, but so I guess that's going to be the villain. There it is. So Vulture Zendaya is playing some character named Michelle. Interesting. Uh, Logan Marshall Green, which if I recall, I think this guy is the guy from, I've seen him in a number of things. Yeah, he's been yeah. a couple of different things. I think, you know, I mean, he, he's been a couple of weird like yeah, he's been in Prometheus, think, yeah. Invitation, Brooklyn's Finest. Uh, so he's in there. Then say Michael Bar- Bar- Barberi, Kenneth Choi, which he just played. I think he just played the Shredder, didn't he? The yeah, movie? I think he just did play the Shredder. I think, I think so. Uh, oh, he, he played Judge Edo in the. Uh, in the oh, TV the series? TV series. He was yeah. a Street Kings and Terminal. and He was a Winter Soldier. No, Captain, Captain America: First Adventure. Okay, that's first. That's yeah. The Terminal, Street Kings. The he looks Walter. like the guy who plays Shredder, though. Yeah, he does. He hella looks like the guy who plays Shredder, though. Well, you know, Asians, they all look alike. Oh, looks no! Like, looks like you black people. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Tony Rivolori playing some guy named Manuel and Lori Harrier, but uh, either way... Maybe- it's, it's turning up. This, this, this cast is getting there, yeah. which is nice. I, I, again, if, if they do... If they can... If they do just as well with the characters they did during Civil War, this movie will be great. I, I don't think there will be any any dispute there. Uh, what they did with Spider-Man in Civil War in the 15 minutes of screen time that he had, amazing. I mean, for lack of a better term. You know, I mean, it was they really well done. Tom Holland seems like he's, the, he's got the physicality to play the character. He's fun. He's got the quip. Was he the guy in the suit? Yeah. Okay. He's actually, the reason, one of the reasons they cast him. Because he's he, a real gymnast. Yeah, he's a real that. gymnast. Yeah. Okay. So... So that's what's going on with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Again, we're obviously all very enthusiastic about it. I will say this: I'm, I just hope they don't turn it into another like Avengers 3, 2.5. You know, why can't it be? Because why they would name do that? Because yeah. uh, I mean, Civil War is, is Captain America: Civil War when it should be Avengers: well, Civil War. I call I, I, I call Civil War Avengers 2.0. Yeah, it is definitely or Avengers two, or 2.5 because it's it really is another. It's Avengers a damn movie. Avengers movie, dude. But, they still the story is still a Captain America story. It's but, Avengers story. At any rate, but still, um, I, I do like the fact that they're keeping it just to. And I, I have a feeling that I don't think uh, Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. will be in the movie all that much. I have a feeling he'll probably he'll show probably up, pop in the beginning. Yeah, and to then, like help him with like getting the, his equipment and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be it's gonna be follow up whatever and see about his equipment. How's it yeah. going? Da 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 da. And he's gonna leave and he's gonna focus on Spider Man mm-hmm. living his life, doing yeah. what he does. Yeah. So some some other rumors that came out of um, uh, this week is that Netflix is looking at probably doing a couple different things. We already know that Tom Berenthal is going to be Punisher. Like that Punisher series is happening. Uh, We have Iron Fist coming pretty soon. Uh, Luke Cage gets his show this fall. Jessica Jones is filming. Then we get the Defenders. That's that's the team up of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. I'll wait on I that. I think they're called the Defenders. I guess. Uh, and then there's some other rumors saying they're looking at doing Ghost Rider. Yes. And Blade. And Blade. Yeah. Exciting. More black people on Netflix. Yes. No. 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 But I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see. It. I mean, it's interesting. Will Wesley Snipes recapture his role? No, he won't come back. He's Sadness. Wesley Snipes is like they'll legit. Cast they'll cast. They'll recast it. Michael Jai White. He's too old. <laughs> but Michael Jai White's too old, sadly. But Michael Jai White's like the guy, man. Get your get your boy Idris Elba in there. Idris Elba is not Blade <laughs> at all. He is not Blade. As much as I want to see him on a big project, he is not Blade. Can you picture Blade being so deep 
Edie Dub would make that character so deep. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd yearn for like action. You're like, yeah. oh my god, I know something about you. Please fight. Something. Actually, you know who um, who'd be a good might be a good option. Uh, what's his name on The Walking Dead? Um, the black guy on The Walking Dead. I can't remember his name. Huh? He's got the bow staff right now. What? Yeah. No. Why not? No. Stop that. Don't do that. That's a fanboy move. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, no. Who do you want? Do I you don't want? know. I have no idea what mystery black dude that knows Kung Fu is out there beyond Willie Snipes and Michael Jai White. <laughs> Billy Blanks is too old, too. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like, it, somebody knows, does, they, they're going to cast somebody who's black and it's going to know Kung No kidding. Fu. Why would they cast a black person? <laughs> Because you'd be surprised, because for whatever reason, I can't get a black Green Lantern, and I can't get a black Spider-Man, so, and I can't get a black Lex Luthor, so I, so I had to classify well, these. to be fair, those characters in the past have not traditionally been black. Black Lex Luthor is great. Blade is a black character. Fair enough. <laughs> but you'd be surprised. They got Black Panther. Black Panther, praise Jesus. All right, uh, but the... I think the way the Netflix series looks like is... Which I love about the Marvel Netflix series is they're very... They're very um, organic into the base of the idea that the guy the character that might be playing the role like for example the guy who played daredevil guy who plays daredevil he's not knocking out any top parks of his great acting ability actually i think he's pretty good he's decent mm-hmm. but his is the idea that he could do all the stunts without a robe that's amazing well, and you can act a little bit Good job, my well, man. Well, I think, uh, so I mean, I think that they should like find somebody who could, who is a black belt, you know, well, uh, maybe secondary black belt dude who could act better than well, freaking Stephen Seagal and make it happen. He doesn't need to be a martial artist. Kind of, they'll, they'll, they'll teach that. No, but I think what makes these it won't be real. Well, what's, what makes, it won't be good. Yeah, well, what makes these shows so great is they're very character driven for one thing. Correct. They're but, very character. They're very character driven. They're, they're very story driven. And. And the action, and they take a lot. They take a lot of time with the choreography. Correct, but like, the choreography is really good. Right, like for example, like you can't like let's look, take you know conversely you look at a show like The Flash on CW. Right, Fair. they don't have the time. They don't have the luxury to spend hours doing choreography. They do every week. They do every week. Right. Whereas Netflix has the luxury of ta- of like taking a really good taking a really good actor, a really good, and turning it into a really good character, writing a really good story, and then. Whether this person's a martial artist or not, they have the time to do a good choreography and make it a really good... I mean, good... Well, we're thinking... Because I don't think Tom Berenthal is a, mar- a martial artist. Uh, the you guy, sure? The guy that plays Daryl, he's not a martial artist. They teach him that stuff. I don't know, man. He's, he's, he's really good at it. Well, well, like yeah, he's real. If he's not a martial artist, man, he's very. He's the most convincing I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's acting. Who's ever? That's who's ever doing his choreography? Who's ever doing his choreography is like. Top notch, like this is the most. This guy is the top of his class in teaching choreography. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes these shows so successful. And they're, they're going to do the same thing with Blade if they do it. Or I mean, because I mean, Iron, a lot of, Iron Fist is going to be very kung fu intensive. Because so. I mean, in the same sense, you know, it, you have to. I, I, but it's the edginess that the Netflix brings. Netflix brings the edginess of the idea that this source, this episode's rated 14 yeah. radar these now, they're rated 14 now, radar yeah. which the amc fx and fox and cw can offer yeah they can only go so far fx can bring it kind of far but not that far but fx yeah. isn't even like that amc gives you a little bit but not so much as well that's what will make a great netflix show for blade because that they can go really far they go really dark they can make yeah. it really dark yeah I mean, and is that really they can show far. the origins they can show the origins of blade and because blade had an fx series for a while too remember yes and back in the day and you know fx again they can go so they can do they can do a little more they, than they used they to can do a little more than they used to but even still the, the show was 
it was good, but it wasn't great. Great, right. You know, I mean, You're right. um, the Blade, I mean, I, my favorite Blade movie is the first one. I mean, really Blade dark, two. really gritty. Blade, Blade 2, two is another fleshed Blade out Blade 2 was great because the the, the, the well, action in Guillermo it. Guillermo del Toro directed it as well. He brought his unique vision to it. <laughs> yes, again, fantastic director. Tip my hat to him as yeah. well. So, I mean, uh, it's, you know, Blade 3, it's entertaining, but it's not great. But Blade 3 is terrible. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's bad. But Triple H is in it. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. again, mm-hmm. doing, his, doing his bastardized movies. Jessica Biel. It was bad. It was like they were just trying to fling people on there, and it was kind of like they went away for what made it good. And this, this terrible villain, terrible yeah. villain, he's the original vampire. You're, who are you? You're the guy, isn't he the guy that played... From Prison Break? Yes! <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> the original vampire? This happens? You know yeah. what I mean? It was bad. So, I mean, it, it's it's good. I want to give a quick shout-out, though, to AMC. We're talking AMC, and if you guys aren't watching the show on AMC, Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, Preacher. Yeah, I got to start watching that show. got to start watching that show, man. It's good. It's, um, it's refreshing compared to, like... Walking Dead, I guess, because you know what The Walking Dead's going to do, and you kind of follow it along. Yeah. Preacher is very unpredictable. It's made like a comic strip, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So the action's kind of like, when it happens, you're kind of like, that happened? You know what I mean? You're kind of like, that's different, and it's, yeah. it's taking some weird turns. They even have a talk. They have a talking preacher after. So it's yeah. a legit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So give it a watch if you guys don't watch it. I watch, I DVR it. It comes on tonight, 9 o'clock. Well, while we're still on the, on the, on the focus of television... Real quick, for those of you out there who are big into the Supergirl, the Flash, the basically the Berlanti universe, the DC Berlanti universe, which is hate to say it, is the most most successful DC universe currently in currently out there. Uh, they have just recast Superman because Superman is going to be on Supergirl. It's this guy named Tyler Helchin, Hochin, Hochlin. Yeah. Uh, I didn't recognize him. Apparently, he's been on a few different things. But a couple of different things. I got to admit, I'm a little disappointed because I was really hoping Tom Welling would come back, you know, and put on the cake. Because the poor guy spent 10 years playing uh, Smallville and never got to put the damn costume on. Even <laughs> the last episode where he the costume was finally revealed, he still didn't get to wear the damn thing. He, like, he literally carries it out of the cave and then... Jump, like flies and then puts it on in the air and then they all flies the, away and then but though but the best part is all of the scenes with him in the costume are from taken from far so it's all CGI as a CGI animated character and it's not even him in it I feel oh. so bad for the guy like even now he can't he doesn't get to put the damn costume on they moved on man they were going for I guess they're going for a, like a mid range younger yeah I guess so. mid range younger Superman with he, this well, he's got to be older than Supergirl we know that right because uh, which Tom Welling would definitely be but yeah. you know. How old? How much older would he be? You know, um, maybe man? five, six years older, maybe. Their cousins. I don't know. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. So I mean, whatevs. I mean, uh, Supergirl. So wanted to drop that real quick for you, those of you out there who follow the Berlanti verse. Uh, but let's real quick let's shift gears to the e, to E3. So E3 dropped this week, so we got a chance to see some new uh, previews of video games coming out. For me, my favorite, God of War. Seeing that God of War preview rocked my world. The visuals on it, the graphics look amazing. Like the, I, I love the idea of, God, of the God of War being engulfed in like the Norse mythology now. So we've gotten away from Greek mythology yeah. now, Norse mythology. He's got a son. He's teaching his son to become a warrior. I mean, that footage was so perfect. What a great way to you know for PlayStation is come on. This the is a place and kicked on the scene. Yeah, um, E3. I've have I have certain reserves with E3. E3 is a great event. Sometimes you got to watch out because. You have to watch out for this stuff because some of these video games are like God of War. 
I'm not sure if I was actually watching actual gameplay or was it all cutscenes or anything else. Like it was well, weird. You saw the buttons, yeah. but yeah. I mean that's just that could be like snippets where they give it to him, whatever. It looked amazing. Not put anything past it. Yeah, yeah. E3 had a lot of great trailers going on. Bethesda showed off uh, with Fallout Four, their next three things, whatever they said. Like I think this week coming up, a new thing comes out for it. Uh, a new DLC next month. Another DLC comes out the month after that. Got another DLC. They got them lined up already to go. New Skyrim remastered. The um, uh, Xbox had a couple of cool games. Nothing that really blew my mind. Well, but they have a lot of like new games like new concepts so this east last e3 was about look at how look at all the games we got and all the systems we could play on guys look how cool this is this e3 is about playstation 4 this is what we have yeah. xbox one this is what we have hey the we we got zelda coming out yeah and we Which won't tell you when it will come that everyone that surprised everybody it surprised everybody but then it's like there's no release date so it could be like winter of 2017 when it yeah. gets that well, game I, you know i gotta be honest it would turn me off about it i am not a fan of cell animation and for some reason nintendo loves to do cell animation so, on, nintendo on is zelda nintendo for whatever reason is sticking i had a conversation about this with somebody else about this that nintendo likes angling towards the younger kid crowd and that's fine they that's they want their demographic to be that the problem is that the little kids they get their parents to spend money on their games that's cool but if we aim for the adults the adults are the dumb ones that say i'm gonna buy the game the collector edition the collector the collector mm-hmm. edition that's like 400 500 i'll buy the extra dlcs i'll buy that we're the dumb ones i'm the dumb guy who will keep buying for i'll buy a game for 60 dollars and i'll spend an initial 80 dollars on dlcs mm-hmm. and random stuff because you keep throwing them at me and i'm like a fiend yeah. like a fiend i buy them yeah and that's what nintendo does like one that we if you own it we out there i would tell you the best game to buy on Wii is bayonetta I've heard that, yeah. Bayonetta is one game of the year. Are you talking about for Wii or Wii U? It's for the Wii Wii U. U. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. no. And it's, um, yeah, if you you don't own a Wii U, then you're way behind in time, so you should be listening to this conversation in the first place. But at the same time, Bayonetta, one game of the year, and if you buy Bayonetta, you get Bayonetta 1, you get Bayonetta 2, you get Bayonetta 1 for free with the game. So it's, what a great value, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's fine, you know what I mean? They They have a new South Park game. Yeah, and it's fractured was, butthole. Which, which uh, fractured butthole, and it's a, it's a, it's a take or a knock on the Marvel phases. And yes, the, and all the kids are playing their superheroes. Because if you if you played the first game, the first game is about like Lord of Rings. Yeah, yeah. So that was the big thing when that and game came out. Truth. The stick of truth, and they're yeah. figuring that out. And now, like, hey, we're doing, and like when they tease it, they're like, oh no, we're doing superheroes now. Based off is like Cartman as the coon, yep. and you're the new kid, and you're trying to figure it yep. out, and then they're fractured. So one, one kids are playing more of like DC, yeah. they're going off through DC, whatever, yeah. and they're doing Marvel. Yeah. So it's kinda, it's and, and kind of it's still. It's also a joke on Civil War too. So it's like it looks hilarious. And, and if they yeah. said they said that if you pre-order that game, that you get the stick of truth for free. Oh, nice. Is there gonna be remastered for PlayStation Four? Yes. Oh, nice. it won't be like I always, solely, I always want to play too, that I always game. want to play it too. You know what I mean? But I had the PS Four at the time, and I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna spend six dollars on a PS Three game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But at the same time, now they said that it's available, and you could. It won't. It's not fully remastered, but it's playable on PS Four with achievements and all stuff. I'll end up buying it because it's it's a hilarious game. So yeah. I've heard. You know what I'm saying? It's and it has all the South Park raunchiness. That if you like it, if you're into that, like I yeah. am, and he is, then you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be you a know good what I mean. But um, they had a lot of other cool games. They showed Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard. Mm-hmm. They showed um, Dead but Gone, a apocalypse with like a biker gang. But it's like 
they're showing in the apocalypse with zombies in a different way. Instead of like running into like one or four zombies, it's like Left for Dead zombies. There's a lot of zombies coming at you. Like they're stretching the limits of the PlayStation to see how much zombies can they fit on one screen <laughs> coming at you. Almost like Dead Rising, which they show Dead Rising as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um oh my god. There's so many games to show well, E3. Another thing, another thing just, I thought was interesting too is they're they're starting to do more they're starting to release more games or show more games that are coming out for this new VR headset that's supposed to pop this yeah. fall. Uh, and one of the big ones was Arkham Batman Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. VR, where you actually the v, you are putting on Batman's cowl. You are Batman in this game. It's supposed to be very interactive and very like first per, like obviously first person because it's a VR headset. So that's that's kind of the big thing too now is this virtual how is virtual reality going to change gaming here pretty soon? PS4 been, has been kind of um, kind of waiting on this for a little bit like the apparently the reason why your controller has that led light on it is because that's going to be linked Correct. to the vr headset Correct. at some point so they're, they're building i think i'm not sure what it's called i think it's called a prometheus or mm-hmm. something like they have like a weird fancy name for their vr sets will be for mm-hmm. ps4 um the vr4 the vr i will not be buying because yeah, yeah. just that's not the type of gamer i am yeah yeah i don't I, it feels like the vr experience it's cool in short bursts yeah it's like virtual reality, virtual reality TVs. Mm. What did you tell me when the virtual reality TVs came out? When I said, hey, Mr. Figs, are you going to buy a virtual reality TV? Wait, wait, are you talking about 3D television? Yeah, 3D. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it, it's an attractive gimmick. and then But when you overall, it's, it hasn't really been all that successful. Exactly. And I think sometimes, I think they're investing a lot of money in this. It would be kind of cool, interactive to do. But I think it's going to be the same kind of effect that you have, like, kind of like the um, Kinects, Kinetic. Yeah. Kinetic that Xbox One has and the PlayStation camera for PS4. Yeah. I mean, I have a PlayStation camera and I don't really use the camera function really. I use the microphone yeah. function on it. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not using the whole like, oh, look mm-hmm. at my interactive of me in my house. Yeah. No. And then, uh, remember back in the day, Nintendo actually had their virtual reality headset that read the red one? Well, that was... That yeah. was a bad situation. That made I mean, people. It was, that hurt people's eyes. Yeah. People, people was, had eye problems. Yeah. You, it was fun to play for a little while, but then the games were limited for it. Because games were limited. It, it, you only play so many games. You heard you people hurt their eyes playing that stuff. Whatever. And I think the VR itself. I mean, like it's it's gonna be a really cool gimmick. Some people have it that can afford it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hell of expensive too. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm a pass on that. Um, they also I'm trying to remember some other games that happened. Um, they showed the, some more footage for the new Final Fantasy 15 game. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks gorgeous. It's going to be a beautiful game. Because out September. It seems like every single game that comes out is going to come out like September and yeah, October. Yeah, because that's right, that's right before It's Christmas. freaking nuts, man. Um, they showed Mass Effect. More Mass Effect footage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Andromedod lo- looks amazing. But that's still a work of art. EA overall had a weak conference next to their, you know, what I mean, because they always do. EA has a weak conference. We've had, we've talked, we've talked about EA in this podcast yeah. before. And you know what? You can, I guarantee you, whatever EA comes out with, they'll come with a bunch of in-app per, in-app purchases. Yeah, because they talk about the new. They have the new Star Wars game comes out, but it's a VR game only. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, it, it's, it's depressing. I know I'm missing a major title that that came out, and I can't remember the for the life of me what happened was at E3. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you have time to look at the footage, guys, check it out. I mean, if you're into games like that, there's a lot of cool stuff. Oh, I remember now, Watch Dogs too. Yeah. Watch Dogs 2 looks really good. Like they try to they because Ubisoft itself is not doing a um, Assassin's Creed this year. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So they put all their horses in this game. 
It looks amazing in what I've seen. So you know, well. I mean, this very interactive world. Yeah. You're seeing do walk by dogs are sitting there, and he's he could pet dogs. You could play with cats. I mean, you like, you interact with everything now. Like not just some people's phones. You could interact. I, I don't like the idea you interact with cars. Like how how was a control car for my cell phone? Like every car is controllable for my cell phone. Yeah. Not true, but. It's some world, and it's in San Francisco, man. It's supposed to have a nice feel to it. It looks look good. Do you have that parkour? He could parkour, too. What is yeah. this? Parkour? Come on. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? E3, guys, it was fun. Check it out. Um, there's a lot of... Go on YouTube, IGN, GameSpot, stuff like that. There's so much footage on this game stuff, man. It's I can't describe yeah. how these games look. They look immaculate. If you're into that type of stuff, guys, check it out. Yep. So we're, uh, we're closing in on an hour. I just want to close out with one real quick review. Um, I know it's been a while since I've done a comic book review on here. Uh, I want to discuss really quickly. The Marvel's got a big event going. Actually, Marvel and DC both have really big events going on right yes. now. Uh, the yes, they do. Marvel's event is Civil War Two, which, if uh, well, obviously everyone's seen the movie, so you're familiar with so much familiar with the original Civil War. In this case, now it uh, Civil War Two brings in the Inhumans, which are, if you're if you've been watching. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV, that's been a big part of the television show, The Inhumans. Uh, it brings in the X-Men, it brings in the Avengers. Uh, in this case now, the, the, the moral dilemma is if you have an Inhuman that can see the future and can predict every apocalyptic disaster, do you use him and do you intervene ahead of time? Yes. Well, Tony Stark doesn't see it that way. He uh. sees it as, you know, how can you, how, how can you put someone away for, something they haven't, for a crime they haven't committed yet? So if you've seen Minority Report, take Minority Report and meld that with the Marvel Universe, and now you've got Civil War II. So far, the story has been really great. Um, we see some real, uh, uh, some really great character development with uh, Captain Marvel and between Captain Marvel and uh, and Iron Man. Oh, by the way, Rhodey dies. That's what kind of compels us to begin with because Captain Marvel takes a team uh, to go fight Thanos after this Inhuman gets a gets a vision that Thanos is going to destroy the world. Mm. And in that battle, uh, you know, I, um, uh, War Machine Rhodey gets killed. And that's what, and also She-Hulk also gets killed, and that's what uh, t- sends uh, Iron Man over the deep end, saying, you know, you guys should have done this. You know, you, you, you don't even know what you're dealing with yet. You don't know what this guy can really do. You're using his abilities to to intervene in things that haven't happened yet. So that's kind of the moral dilemma here. Uh, it looks like the next issue, uh, in this in this last issue, the Inhuman uh, named Ulysses gets another uh, another. Uh, premonition that the Hulk is about to come and destroy all the Avengers. So now we're in the next issue. We're looking at the struggle of the, do, do, do the Avengers intervene with, uh, and take down Bruce Banner before he can become the Hulk and do what this guy has said he's going to do. So that's where we're at with the Marvel's big event right now. It's a lot of fun. The artwork is fantastic. The story's compelling. I've really enjoyed it so far. So you know if that you're if you're not already reading it and you haven't added it to your poll, please do so. DC right now is going through the re- their DC rebirth. They're reinventing all their characters again. Uh, so if you were a big fan of DC's New 52, that's come to an end now. So now we got DC rebirth. Uh, you know they've been re- they've redone Batman. They're redoing Superman. They're redoing all these characters, all new stories. Uh, if you get a chance, look at DC Rebirth is number zero, where you get to see the uh, how the Flash kind of integrates into all into this whole new rebirth of the universe. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that being said, also this week the uh, DC is also redoing is giving you a prequel to the Dark Knight Returns, 
where you get to see the death of Jason Todd. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so that that came out this week. The story was, I mean, it, the artwork was pretty good. The story was um, a little weak, but I think what's significant about it is you just begin to see how Batman is actually very weary of Jason Todd. He sees that he is um, uh, enjoys his job way too much, and that concerns Batman right now. Yeah. So uh, it's a but still um, uh, a good pickup. Uh, you know, if you if you're into Batman and you're into that lore, so I'll leave it there. Folks, we've had a good time tonight. Hopefully, you have had you you have too. Uh, we'll conclude it there. Uh, we'll come back at you next week. Uh, big big movie next week, Independence Day. So uh, we're both off that day. We're gonna go check it out, and uh, hopefully, we'll have a hot review for you at the end at the end of the day after seeing it. But that being said, Mr. Locke, you got anything else? I don't. I have nothing else to say, man. Let's have a great day. All right, everybody. Leave a comment. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All right. Have a good night. Thank you.